Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. What the world needs now is love. Sweet love. Not a chance. That's not what we need. We need a plan. But I thought it would be apropos to talk a little bit about love and relationships and money. If anyone wants to call in with a love question, 800-516-1220. It's Rob Black's Love Connection. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I call it Operation Isle style, getting hitched without getting fleeced. There's a lot of psychological woes of money. Falling in love. Fiscally falling in love. What type of person are you with money? Are you a saver or are you a spender? Let's think about this when we fall in love. Is the other person a saver or a spender? I've, I'm a saver. But when it comes to love, I'm a guy who likes to show off and flash cash. And that's a bad combination because... That's what they fall in love with. They're like, oh, this vacation's great. And like, those vacations are going to go away at some point. And you need that person still to talk to. So I typically recommend young couples to talk about money early. Talk about what your parents were like. My dad was a spender. My mom was a saver. My dad was a bit of a Richard, if you know what I'm saying, at times. He was the income earner of the family, and he gave her an allowance. She raised six kids. That's not good. You want to create a plan ahead of, you know, the old issues that are going to wreak havoc on a marriage. Growing up poor is different than growing up wealthy. Upper class poor, poor people spend when they get money. Middle class versus wealthy. Nature versus nurture. What are your hot buttons when it comes to spending? You know, there's a lot of people who are good earners, right? In the Bay Area, for instance, you know, two young people could easily make $300,000 a 
between them. Easily. Or one could be making 150, one could be making 60, and you could live pretty high on the hog. That's not bad. But then you get married and you make a baby. And suddenly there's... She's not working. Her plan was stay at home. Whoops, I didn't know that. And suddenly one salary is paying for three people. So it's important to fall in love fiscally. It's a primer to living. Credit card bills. You know, does your spouse check their credit card bills? He does, she doesn't. That's bad for the relationship. You kind of want to discuss what sort of couple you want to be. You know, I think quizzes like in Cosmo are pretty silly. But you also do get to see some of your money personalities when you take things like that. You want to, you know, find out everything you need to know about, you know, people's money style. Um, I'm kind of frugal. I have an old car. Um, I'm kind of frugal. I have an old car. Uh, some people find that like a turnoff. Sorry. Um, I said I'll buy a Tesla when I turn 50. I don't need a Tesla today. The price of love can run really high. And again, sometimes we're just trying to impress the other spouse or the other person. Dating cost when you're not married can get out of hand. Restaurants, vacations, clothes, jewelry. Bad, 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 bad. Um, you know, some men will get their girlfriend's lingerie chocolates, trying to play up the romance kind of the angle. And that's all good and well, but that stuff can add up. And if, if you're robbing from your retirement plan to, do, to impress someone, I had a girlfriend just after college that when we broke up, um, I was just, you know, starting to figure out my business and my company kind of thing. And um, I loved her. She was an amazing woman. And to this day, she's, you know, probably one of the ones that got away that I regret. Um, she was angelic. She was beautiful. She was nice. Um, she wasn't, you know, sophisticated in a in a complex way. She was simple. I like simple. I like down to earth. And um, when we broke up, you know, we're talking about it, and she had the courage to do it in person. And I like that. You know, she said, you know, all I wanted to do was sit on the couch and eat corn chips with you. And I'm like. I was trying to spend too much money. I was trying to go, like, let's do an expensive $100 dinner. I mean, when you're 20, it's probably an expensive $60 dinner, right? Um, I was trying to do a movie, and I was trying to, you know, finish the night off with love. Sweet love. I think sexy cheap dates are fun compared with 20 or Like, I flew a girl... From Washington, D.C. to Miami. Got front row seats for a concert. Stayed in an awesome 1920s style hotel. What was a 22, 23-year-old kid doing that for? I mean, I'm pretty sure everything works on me and everything works on her. And, you know, going hiking and staying in a Motel 6 is probably just as rewarding. For love, sweet love. So learn sexy cheap dates. Sexy cheap dates are great, and it actually shows that the person cares about you. In this day and age of Tinder, and literally, you know, swiping left, swiping right, and then 
you know, a two-hour dinner at his place turns into love, sweet love. And then, like, he doesn't call you again. Oh, he's going to call you, but he's going to call you six months later. Um, cheap dates are great, especially in the Bay Area. We have parks. We have beaches. We've got a Golden Gate Bridge. Like, here's a cheap date. Let's walk across the Golden Gate Bridge and walk back. And that's going to take you a little while. And you're going to converse and talk and actually get to know that person. Um, I've been told that they're going to start charging people for that. And that's sad. Uh, monetize, monetize, monetize. But, you know, then again, I guess, I don't know. Um, so I like cooking versus going to uh, the most expensive. Like, I'm kind of, I'd rather cook something really nice or I'd rather go somewhere nice. I'm kind of a food snob. Like, I'm not going to be going to Burger King on a date. Burger King. Burger King. Um, I'm not going to, you know, dress up and do McDonald's. Although, one of my best dates ever was in college. And uh, so simple. Listen to what she did. I was a little bit sick. Uh, mono. And what she did was she very romantically got two TV dinners. She put up Christmas lights. And we ate TV dinners on beanbags in her room. Um, it was pretty sweet. It doesn't take a lot. Uh, because I never, no one had ever taken care of me. So price of love is something that you have to look at. Um, I think there's a wedding test that you have to take. Um, you want to make fun of that couple who spends too much on their wedding. You know... I eloped, and I don't regret it. You can bring family that you love. You can bring your favorite pet. Um, things didn't work out, but that's okay. With that said, you know, the, the 300 people weddings, you're not going to know 280 of those people in like two years. Don't do it. I'm Rob Black. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black, the love doctor, talking money, finances, and relationships. Um, the wedding test is something that I was bringing up. And here's how, what my wedding test would be like. So what gown do you want to wear? She goes, Vera Wang. It's minus one point. Um, how many guests do you want? She wants 100. I'm like, minus two points. Anything over 10 is, is a, a negative. 
Uh, caterer. I say nice restaurant for 10 people. And if you're using a caterer, caterers. Has anyone really ever loved caterer food? Now, I know some of it's pretty good. Ooh, how about a food truck? <laughs> Plus one point. If she said, how about we get a food truck? Um... $40,000 wedding is the average now. It's about $38,000. And when you're 20, let's say you're 25. By the time you're 32, that's $80,000. By the time you're 40, that's 160000 By the time you're 47, it's 320000 By the time you're 55, that's 600000 By the time you're 62, that's a million dollars. So a $35,000 wedding <clears throat> is about a million-dollar retirement decision. And if you love your, your, your sugar booger, you go, sugar booger, I love you. When we turn 60, I'm going to get married again and spend a million dollars going around the world with you. Look me in my eyes, Rose. Now, when the boat goes down, just give me part of the cabinet. That's all I ask. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I, I weigh half as much as you do. So there's a, a wedding test. I think when you're not on the same page... $40,000 is a down payment on a lot of houses in America. It is half of a house in parts of America. So I think there's a test, and I think you need to break the mold. There's what I refer to as deal breakers in love. And there's a great phrase that's a little inappropriate, but it's great nonetheless for financial conversations. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Ooh, did Rob just say that? <laughs> Credit reports. Um, tax returns. Blood test. I think all of those need to be disclosed. I know you're saying, you're hardcore, man. You're going to ask a girlfriend to do a blood test with you? Absolutely. She's going to be my wife. I don't want to find out that she's got HIV or hepatitis C or, you know, gonorrhea or whatever. Like, you kind of have to learn these things about each other. And I think a blood test is like, that's serious, man. That's serious. But, like, you want to do a credit report on with each other. Credit reports are awesome. You'll see what credit cards the other person has. Have they paid on time? Hey, why does it say that you owned a house in Dallas 10 years ago? And it's like, time to fess up, dude. I was married in Dallas. Um, criminal records. Uh, disclose this stuff because they're deal breakers for a lot of people. And a lot of people learn that their, their partner is somebody different than what they married. Because trust me, I've got a lot of anxiety issues, I've, which create a lot of sleep issues. Do you think I'm going to show that to someone in the romantic phase of the relationship? Uh-uh. Do you think it's something they should know before they settle down with you? Uh-huh. So this is all very important stuff. Um, I know, I know. Loans is another one. Like <clears throat> When you and your sugar booger pull each other's credit reports, annualcreditreport.com, what's this right here that says you've got $100,000 in student loans and you're 
staying at home playing video games. Who's going to take over that well, once you're married? That's a joint. Like, you're, you're both going to be responsible, kind of. It's tough to keep finances completely separate. Uh, so the old, I'll show you mine if you show me yours, blood tests, criminal records. I think a background check isn't crazy. Um, credit, card report, uh, credit card statements. But annualcreditreport.com is, is a good checklist of things you might want to know about your intended. Isn't intended a great word? You are my intended. You and I are intended to be forever. Suki. I know that doesn't even make sense. I love women with odd names. Uh, keep in mind, whatever name you have now is going to be a middle-aged name at middle age. And young kids are going to look at you like, that's a silly name. Who calls themselves Robert? My name is Magneto. But when Magneto turns 40, that's going to be a silly name because Ultraviolet will look at Magneto. Who calls themselves Magneto? That's an old person's name. And then Ultraviolet will look at me and go, my grandfather's name, Robert. So things don't age necessarily very well. I think prenups are real important. Begin at the end. In love and marriage, prenups you know, teach you how to deal and talk about things that are important to you. Ultimately, if you don't have a prenup, the divorce can get really ugly, really mean, really nasty, really expensive. Um, you want a prenuptial teeth. You want things spelled out. If you own a company and she owns an inheritance, you know, how do you mingle these things in time of divorce? She stays at home, raises the kids, doesn't advance her career. He's got a great career. You just split the house? No, 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 no. Um, a lot of women across the rest of the United States, and you know, the financial detective angle, uh, the kind of the forensic financial angle of divorce has become very, very real and very, very easy to do. But I remember back on the East Coast, a lot of women were like, I want to keep the house with the kids. The women typically get the kids in divorce, right? I want to keep the house. I want to keep everything stable for them. Okay, well, mom's dating a new man. Dad's dating a 20-year-old woman. But it's the same house. Nothing's really changed, huh? Um, and you can live anywhere. So housing's easy to replace on so many levels. The stability of a house is a little overrated, especially when... If it's a $400,000 house and a $400,000 401k, that $400,000 401k is a lot tougher to accumulate than equity in a home or a place to live. God, do you remember when you heard the song and you're like so in love with a girl? I do. That would be high school for me, for those of you who want to age me. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblack.com.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing in more, talking a little love today. You know, there's big ticket items in your life like cars and homes, having a kid, college, getting enough of a nest egg up and going so that you're good, that you're well covered and protected. But I think one area that people don't really talk a lot about is marriage. And the relationship, the value of being a match financially with someone, um, it's, it's pretty powerful. We last left off talking about prenups. And I believe in prenups and I believe in postnups. I think there's some things like, you know, that Dolly Parton CD that you know is yours, that she knows was hers. There's things like that that you'd be like, I want that. Maybe it's a business that you own. Maybe you once bought, you know, a can of Duff beer. Maybe you got this once in a lifetime, Homer Simpson Duff beer. It was a specialty item sold only once, but she's going to remember that it's hers, and you're going to remember that it's yours. So get this, get this, and I need to be a little cautious on this, but I'll just throw it to the wind. My brother Dave recently got a divorce, and it was contentious. I'm not going to go over the details of it, but they couldn't decide on how to split property. So you know what a judge did? Got a coin out. Everything was itemized in the house. This rug, this quilt, who wants heads, who wants tails? And he just started flipping the coin. It doesn't have to come down to that. It shouldn't come down to that. Remember, you once loved this person? That's pretty crazy, huh? Um, you want to really be like a fiscal duo. I know this sounds crazy to say, but if you and your spouse can be like superheroes, I think it's great. I.e., you kind of have lifestyle wars, you know. You could be superheroes together. You can create financial strategies out of the gate. Honey, 23 years old, I'm fresh as a, a clean linen. I don't even know what that means. It's like, let's come up with a retirement plan. Or, Honey, I want to go to Hawaii in a couple of years. Let's start saving now. Like, you could be superheroes. It's like David Bowie's Heroes. You just have to do it. Um, You want to have ideas for investing. You want to have ideas for debt control. You want to have ways to save money together. You know, right now, sitting in front of me, is a credit card that I recently got. It's the city double cash card. And it's 2% on all purchases. It's 1% when you buy, 1% when you pay for it. Um... 
if you're a young couple, what you could say is, let's use this card to save for a vacation. Uh, now, travel cards differ like golden clay, just so you know. Uh, if you're going to do like an expensive vacation, maybe you would want to get like a Hawaiian Airlines card where the first, you get like 25,000 miles for signing up. You get five times your points if you book the the, the flights through that card, um, which is great because it's a big, long trip in the first place. You could use partial points to lower your costs. But also, like, you get, if you buy one fare, you get the companion fare for half off. That's pretty good if it's going to be like a $500 or more flight. So you kind of want to morph into this super fiscal financial superhero couple. And I know it sounds dorky that I say that, but the more positive energy you have, it's going to help the relationship. You want to plan for your dreams. You don't just want to like bump into them and go, oh, I got married and now I have a baby. Oh, this baby is so much financial work. Babies ain't cheap. Babies poop a lot. Diapers ain't cheap. Car seats aren't cheap. Basically, there's a whole baby industry out there to gouge you, to take you from your money, to take your happiness from you. Now, you plan for it, and you can fin financially afford it, babies are probably a pretty good, wonderful, lovely thing. <laughs> Notice I qualified that with probably. There's still buckets of germs. Um, but yeah, like one of my things is retirement home. So when you get hooked up with someone and you're married, for me it would be important to say, you know, honey, I think we need to start thinking about where we're going to spend our golden years. Me loving you. With this beautiful sunset going over, filling like Santa Barbara, Lake Tahoe, Mojave Desert, whatever it is. I mean, you need to start talking about this. I know you're saying. <laughs> now I see why you have relationship problems. Mojave Desert, fair, fair. I really like the scorpions and the rattlesnakes and the coyotes of the Mojave. Just me, and also the, the whole vision quest thing. You know, when you're just sitting there in the desert and it's 120 degrees and you're literally cooking. You tend to see things. Um, how about like this one? Like you're you're with a sugar booger, you're in love, and you're living together or you're married. And she goes, he goes, I want to go back to grad school and like, I want to learn, I want to get a different degree and change my career. Like, wait, 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 time out, time out. I thought you were going to make $120,000 for us as a couple. I'm doing my part. I'm not going back to become a florist. You're not going back to school to become like a dancer. No, 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 no. So you need to plan for stuff like grad school dreams. Um, you need to plan for stuff like, do you want to open a cafe in Nicaragua? Or do you want to live abroad? You know, I think there's lifestyle wars. It's unbelievable how few people talk about how they want to live before they get married. Um, I remember the TV show Sex and the City. And I was like, I would never want to live with Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, that looks like crazy to have $400 shoes and going to gala events. Like, now if I could put Sarah Jessica Parker on my farm and ride around on her all day. See, I, I, my idea of how I want to spend my life is probably more like a, as a farmer or as, as, you know, 
I want a little bit of culture. But I'm more of a let's go for a walk kind of guy than I am. Let's go to the Metropolitan Opera with Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay. Back into your crate, Sarah. Um, I know you're saying, you didn't just put a woman in a crate, did you? That's the most sexist thing I've ever heard. Well, you get in there and you like it. and Make me a pizza. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Rob Black is joking. For those of you who do not understand sarcasm, oh, I know that wasn't sarcastic. It was kind of piggish, but I'm doing a financial show and I really probably shouldn't go on topics of, you know, feminism and stuff. And that's where the, the humor comes in. Um... You know, I think is another thing is like getting out of debt. I met a young woman not too long ago that she had been engaged, and the guy got engaged with her at Disney. <laughs> right there, the relationship's meant to fail. What guy... If, is that all his game? Probably a short bus. Probably a short bus trip to the wedding. So... Anyway, um, so they get out of college. They're in love. And, you know, you're 23, 24, and you've got the body of a 23, 24-year-old, and you're pretty happy. But he got out of college with $30,000 debt. She didn't. She got out of college with money. He didn't. She paid off his debt. Six years later, they're still engaged. Once again, let me remind you, at Disneyland. Which Disneyland employees are really well-trained. I didn't know this. They don't point with one finger because in some countries that's considered rude. They point with two fingers. So just throwing that out there at you, that's how well trained they are. They're trained to look for people who need a picture taken of them. Like they're trying to get a, a family picture and they can't figure it out. So they walk up to you and, can I get your picture? Do you want me to take your picture for you? Um, so anyway, so six years later, he's $30,000 in credit card debt. He's got like an Xbox 3. He's got a PlayStation 4. He's got a 100-inch TV. Not 100-inch TV, but 50-inch TV, which... For the record, there comes a point where it's a little bit weird. It's just a little bit weird. And uh, she pays off his credit card. Well, no, no, no. She doesn't pay off her credit card. It's credit card debt. She's starting to see, like, this is going to be a cycle for him, and it's not for her because she wants a baby. Her biological clock is ticking. Dumps him, and within six months, she's kind of a, kind of a bossy girl. She kind of has this she knows what she wants kind of thing. Which isn't a bad thing. Please don't let me... If you know what you want and you communicate that, that's fine. If you play games to get that, that's not so good. But she's engaged again. So. I bet this one didn't do Disneyland. You know what I'm saying? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Money and love. I'm your love doctor, your fiscal love doctor. Let's take a break. Be right back. Have the Beatles give us 10 seconds of love.
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Show dedicated to love. Um, here's a tip. Here's a tip. Um, give your spouse a back rub once every two to three weeks. Get some massage oil. It's cheap. It's lovely. Here's another tip. If you go to Vegas, or if you go out on a night partying with the boys, and you happen to see a dancer, strongly consider bringing coffee grinds and baby wipes. Coffee grinds gets the smell of bad perfume off you. And baby wipes gets glitter off you. No need to start a fight. Honey, why do you smell like a cheap perfume and got glitter all over your face? Yeah. So, love, money, and second marriages. More than 40% of weddings involve a bride or groom who's been married before. Yet, while most of these couples pay close attention to their wedding day budget, many fail to take time to discuss financial issues. I know a beautiful woman who has a little child. I want to say a 10 or 11-year-old boy. And you could tell that after the, the divorce she was hurt, but you could also tell that she was beautiful and that she wanted to land a husband soon, fast, quick. She didn't have the engineering skills to you know, go to Mark Zuckerberg and say, pay me $200,000 a year. But she did look to get remarried. And I, I, told, I could see that was on her, her mind. And she did get remarried to a well-do guy. But now suddenly she has to start thinking of things about the child, and he does too. It's not his child, but it's his child now on some levels. Um, today a new bride is likely to gain more than just a husband. If he's been married before, she might find herself married to his alimony and child support payments. A groom suddenly might be a father if his new bride has children from a prior relationship. You need to approach second and third marriages very, very carefully with a financial agreement in your head, knowing what you're getting into. You know, I call these encore marriages, not not previously married marriages. Um, mistakes that people make are pretty common in this area. And you need a prenup. You need to spell out exactly what this this means. You fall in love with a person. You're going to spend the rest of your life with this person. You know, in the Bay Area, both people could make money. Maybe one person could make money. Instead of simply trading hours for dollars, you know, you have to put your money to work for you because you were really good at making money without time. You're like, now it's sort of like, are you working or are you not working? Procrastination is a big problem in, in relationships. Because remember when I talk about you need a million dollars to pay yourself forty to $60,000 a year in retirement? Okay, right? I could probably live off $40,000 plus Social Security. I probably could. But not by much. That's my budget. So when you, I marry, I got, well, I'm going to raise, uh, I'm, I'm saying we probably need eighty dollars to $120,000 in income in retirement, which is more like $2 million liquid. But that's, you know, my budget right now is a married a couple in the Bay Area could be 300000 easily. So there's going to be a step back in spending. So one of the big mistakes that married couples make is that they don't realize suddenly we have two people we're saving for retirement, and we can't procrastinate. And if you bring a child into the earth, 
you probably commit to raising them from age 0 to 17 according to legal courts. But you also might want to consider getting them into college so that they can, you know, have a job and not live at home for the rest of their life or what have you. Keep in mind, I've got a friend who paid almost $400,000 for college and lives at home. Something went terribly, terribly, terribly wrong with should we be paying for this or should we just give you the money and you can live at home? And like the mathematics of it all is kind of crazy. So procrastination is really, really bad for married couples, more so than for individuals. And it's really, really bad for couples that have kids because you have to start saving now for college. College is going to be 100000 dollars by the time your kid who was born today gets there. Another piece that hurts couples more so than individuals is bad financial advice. Now, I was at a hotel recently, and there was an insurance company there. I'm not going to say their name. It's got the word America in it, and it has something in four, a couple, maybe three letters. But they were like, they bought basically out the hotel, and they're like all clapping and giving out awards. They had trophies that were 14 feet tall that they're giving to their best performers. Now, who do you think's paying for that 14-foot-tall trophy in a resort? You. And the crappy product that that insurance agent sold to you, either as crappy insurance or crappy investment. And I noticed that all these people, they didn't look like they had college degrees. But the company, the insurance company, come to us, we will train you. And then after they got their 14-foot-tall trophies... Which, who even, like, I'm like, there has to be a dumpster for this to go in, right? Um, or they just, like, take them back and then take them to the next city where they sell crappy insurance and make everyone clap and, like, woo! So everyone there was a winner. Like, you're all winners! Ah! Like, that's what happens with insurance people. So getting bad advice as a married couple is even worse than getting bad advice as an individual. Because now you have two people getting it. And it's a bigger problem. So just know that. Um, a lot of times, you know, women are like, I have to figure this out. I got to figure out what school to send the kids to because he won't do it. If it's up to him, the kid will like, like just stay in the backyard and play. Women are, uh, men hunt. Women make the world better. That's the bottom line. Anyway, I hope you got something out of this today. Um, be cautious, be careful, be in love, be in the moment. Talk to you soon. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.